0: And welcome to the Blizzard Watch Podcast, where we watch Blizzard. We're kind of like a peacock if the peacock's tail is actually watching it, not just, you know, cute. Uh, I'm Matt Rossi. I'm the host. Though. With me this week are two very opinionated co-hosts. Uh, first up, she's got feelings. And if you listen to the pre-show, which you totally should, you should support us on Patreon and get our pre-show. You know about those feelings. Ann Stickney. What's up, man? This is like
1: the third week in a row, I think, that you've mentioned peacocks. They're dead, I bossy. I like peacocks. <laughs> I don't. I like them because they're jerks. They're they're dead. You can bury that one now. Come up with a different one.
0: <laughs> uh, I might bring krakens back at some point.
1: Kraken. The the return of the kraken is always appreciated.
0: But yeah. anyway, so we talked a little bit about it. You're basically doing like world quests and stuff when you play.
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of what I'm doing is just like world quests and killing, you know, random stuff and farming things and getting gear and keeping myself busy. Like I haven't obviously. The whole, hey, I decided to like take a break from raiding in Warlords, I guess I kind of liked taking a break from raiding because I'm not doing it in Legion either right now. <laughs> so I'm kind of like occupying myself. But for whatever reason, the world quest system is really working for me. Warlords Endgame, where it was like, go to a place, fill a bar, that didn't work for me at all. This, for whatever reason, is. And I don't know what the difference is between the two, but I'm amusing myself, so there's that. I know, on a, One of the things I noticed,
0: before we interrupt out, Al- I don't want to like leave Alex out forever, but one of the things I noticed is that the entirety of the Warlord system, you can get a quest that does that now. Yeah. Go to a place and fill a bar, and I'm fine with it when it's one of several things I might be doing. Yeah. But when it's like, it's literally the entirety of what you're going to do that day, and it takes forever. Like, you have to run around continuously killing elementals frost Frostfire for like 5, 10, 15 minutes until finally you've killed enough of them. That wasn't very much fun, but I honestly, one of the things I've been thinking is that Legion in a lot of ways is like Warlords 2.0. There's
1: like a couple of the – there's a couple of the world quests where you – I did one in Val'Shara the other day that was like uh, go to this place and clear it of the Emerald Nightmare's influence or something like that. And there's several different ways that you can do that. You can kill mobs or you can like rescue druid dudes or destroy totem things or uh, I yeah, don't like know, that, pick up like- widgets on the ground and – invoke the holy nature whatever on them
0: there's another Um, one in Valshara where you do the exact same thing but it's like owl bears like you can go you can kill the moon beasts or you can free the dryads or you can like you know get rid of the blood puddles right
1: right okay so as a rogue that gives me several options because if I don't feel like doing any combat I could just sap everything and go through and pick up all the stuff and fill the bar that way like I don't even have to engage in combat if I don't want to And
0: I play play warriors for a reason.
1: Well, I kind of, I kind of dig it though, because you know, some days I want to pickpocket everything and then kill it. Some days I don't want to pickpocket anything. I just want to get it done as quickly as possible. So it's like, there's options there. And I do appreciate that, but I do do also appreciate that. That's not the only thing to do. Like there's a million other things to do. There's so much variety in what you choose to go do on any given day. And that's what I really like about it. Anyway, I talked enough.
0: Yeah. Alex, uh, this is Alex He He's also here on this podcast. Yes. What are you doing? Well, don't tell. I guess you can tell us what you were doing this weekend, but I already know. So it's.
2: Um, um, uh, it's a bit graphic for this yeah, podcast. Yeah, so. Maybe, maybe like Ill. PG13
0: it? You were just ill.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, Whenever you're talking ha- to
0: people on a podcast, just call it stomach troubles and move on.
2: Yeah, um, things were happening at both ends of my body, basically. Um, the the thing that about warlords that all oh, that kind of gets me in hindsight is you got that one objective to do, and if you wanted more to do that day, you had to pay for the privilege.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: It cost <laughs> garrison resources to get a second quest. <laughs>
1: it day. was ridiculous. What?
2: Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't mind those fill-a-bar things so much, because I'm just the kind of person that's like, alright, you want me to grind in this area for an hour? I can do that. That sounds like fun. But um, certainly the, the variety Legion provides is much better.
0: Well, I was thinking about it, because I was comparing it. Legion was kind of like, it, it's like the fullest realization of what we started to see happen between Warlords and then Tanan in Warlords, where Tanan had a lot more to do. It was still yeah. a lot of go-fill-a-bar. But you could go fill a bar in different places, and there was stuff along the way. There was like elites you could kill, and so forth. And it feels like World has just taken that and really kind of jumped on. I mean, Legion has taken that and really jumped on it. One of the ways I've noticed it is that whenever, whenever a Warden's quest comes up, and sometimes they come up accidentally. Like I don't actually always pay attention to what I'm doing because I'm just, you know, sometimes I'm just like running around a zone because you know I'll, I'll find something. Uh, whenever, whenever a Warden's quest come up and that one warden who's always giving me quests like i don't know why they never they never have anybody else do it it's always just this one warden and she's like we have need of your skills and she's always like okay yeah sure i'll go kill things for you
2: apparently um, she's the one in charge now that Maev isn't around but i don't know if they ever like in game established that but i guess it's a thing like she yeah. is warden prime now or whatever
0: well i'm warden in prime, prime. Maev gets done with her you know brother sister thing that she'll go back and take over again but whatever um One of the things I noticed, though, is like she basically always sets this up, like no matter what you're doing, she's like she acts like you're this like paid killer for the wardens. And it's like really funny for me when I'm killing a bunch of dinosaur birds and she's like, you know, I heard the squawking. I assume you have done as we requested. And I'm like, lady, (laughs) they were bird things. You don't have to act like they were like major league super criminals. I mean,
2: it's have you done the Demon Hunter class hall stuff at all?
0: Uh, not really. I haven't played my Demon Hunter that much. The I
2: entire middle stretch of it is the Wardens being like, you guys are still jerks, but we want you to deal with this stuff. And you're like, okay, well, I'll send my minions to do it. It's like, no, we want you to do it personally. And you're like, why? They're like, oh. So <laughs> the campaign is just like you bouncing around the Broken Isles, killing rares that you've probably killed before and are already there for like world quests. It's like, yeah, we just want you to do it. Just, Just go, please. <laughs> Thanks.
0: I don't know, we were talking before the show, and I, I mean, there's a lot actually to talk about this week, because, you know, stuff we'll talk about in a second, but we are talking about the various class order hall campaigns, and which ones we liked, and which ones we didn't. And I've only done, like, two and a half right now. I've done the Warrior one twice, I'm working on a third time through it actually, the uh, Death Knight one, and the Paladin one. So far, the best one has been the Death Knight. Bar none, the Death Knight one has been the best one I've had. The Paladin one is pretty good, but it's really mostly good if you like know World of Warcraft lore and you like Paladins, because it's like, oh, that guy! It's like constantly, oh, that guy! Oh my god, she's here! Oh wow, a statue of her! Uh, and, and, you know, that's... The the Paladin class order hall is basically just Paladin Central. If you've ever liked a Paladin in WoW, that Paladin is probably there. Um, if they're not there, they're dead and there's a statue of him. uh So, that's, that's... I like it, it's pretty cool. But it's not as good as the Death Knight. The Death Knight one is amazing. The Warrior one... I don't know how to explain it. The warrior one is I'm I'm an assistant manager at TJ Maxx, <laughs> and, yeah. And my <laughs> manager is gonna give me grief if I don't stop these demons from destroying the world. That's like oh seriously. God. That's how it feels, and I I like a lot of it, and it would all be very much improved if if Odin wasn't there. Right. Like if if Odin just wasn't there, and everybody else was there and reporting to me, I'd have been fine with it. It's really weird to me, too. It's like, here's an example of why it's really weird to me. Uh, Alexo knows this. You've been to the, the Warrior Class Hall, right? You know, you play a warrior. Yep. I'm in the Warrior Class Hall thing, doing, you know, using the Eye of Odin to do the whole, you know, missions thing. You know, you know how it is. Yeah. And then I, my, my dungeon pops, and I go in. It's a random dungeon. As I, as I load in, I realize that it's Halls of Valor. So nothing changes. I was tile just sets, here. Tile sets identical. I was literally just talking to Himdal. Like, as in, I sent him on a mission. I load in and now he's trying to punch me in the face. Yeah. It's like, dude, we work together. I spend the entire dungeon going, dude, we work together. Like, you, I saw you at lunch yesterday. You fly over my head all the time. They have no honor. Like, I'm the battle lord. Like, oh, we have, we have to go through this every time I run this dungeon.
2: Yeah, it's weird. Like, the, the Warlock one, I liked most of it. It felt like it fizzled out, which is not a pun on there being a fizzle bang in your roster of followers it's just it started out really bombastic and it gets really cool and you're like it's legion i'm a warlock i'm surely gonna have some like cool story with like a big demon and like help another class or whatever no there's none of that and your second to last follower is a gnome which is already like really and you get the eredar twins which is cool but you don't really do anything particularly exciting in it
0: I felt like the warrior one would have been really cool if I didn't have, like, the you know, if I wasn't the assistant manager or TJ Maxx. Like, seriously, yeah. that's
2: the biggest problem I have with it. I... Yeah, there's a lot of narrative weirdness with that one.
1: I loved the druid one. I think it's fantastic. I think it was super fun from beginning to end, and it was very much – well, I mean, it kind of involved what was already going on in Valshara, so, I mean – I'm going to ask you You're a druid and druid central. So
0: (laughs) I was going to ask you though,
1: you think that's because some classes already have pretty strong class identity. I think so. I think that that actually has a lot to do with it because the, the druid one, I really enjoyed the shaman one. I really enjoyed because the, I mean, shaman already have like this big class identity built around them and everything. I, I'm not really enjoying the hunter one, but that's because I never really had a sense of class identity with my hunter Whenever I play a hunter, it's like, oh, it's me and whatever fuzzy animals I collect. And we're going to go kill stuff. It's not, well, I identify and bond with my fellow hunters. No, I don't really care about them. (laughs) That's the thing. Yeah, like
0: with hunters, it's basically about your pets and you're, you know, shooting things or stabbing or whatever. Right,
1: and there's this whole thing about, you know, the unseen path and they're like the protectors or whatever and they've been around forever and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I just don't care. Whereas you go with like the druid stuff. It's all stuff that I care about because we've been invested in this for however many years, right? Yeah, and yeah, you and know I think
2: there are like uh with hunters. There are organ hunter organizations I can think of that yeah. are really cool, but they don't fit in with like the No. multi-class or multi-faction thing like uh yeah, the farstrider. The elves, the farstriders, right? Like being a farstrider, that'd be awesome. But you can't have like in orc forest rider that doesn't
1: work right so like the unseen path is sort of like the collective of all of these little groups of hunters or whatever they've all come together to fight Honestly, the legion and yeah. i guess that's okay
0: but i feel like that would have been better if instead of it being a hidden organization for a millennia they
1: just came together and did it right well and then there's also like we're playing a there's warrior, also we're... the no there's also the fact that when you're doing the hunter class hall campaign cadgar shows up in the middle of it because he's got stuff for you to do and i'm like you again really I'm just tired of Cadgar. I may be Cadgar's out. I don't know. Um which is funny because we've barely seen him this expansion really other they than. They thralled that... him. They did. They did. I think they did th- they th- kinda think, did.
2: I think we were worried about that in, in Warlords. Like Cadgar's guess... cool, I love him, but they're gonna thrall him hard.
1: Yeah, it's and they did. you can't you can't just that's why I was kind of worried about Rathion coming back initially, too, because I'm like, are they going to do the same? No, because Rathion was gone the entirety of Warlord. So maybe it won't Maybe it won't happen that way. And then he ends up he's not even showing up in Legion right now either. So it's like, OK, Honestly, yeah, well,
0: it feels like, again, the problem that you just said when they thralled him. One of the problems with how characters get thralled is that you see them constantly to the exclusion of other characters, which would make more sense. Yeah. And yeah. it's really it's... the case in
1: Cadgar here.
0: Where yeah. it's like, you know, we had Jaina. We she just was doing shoveled
1: Jaina to the side so we could bring in this old man who, don't get me wrong, I enjoy Cadgar and I find him kind of entertaining. It's just, why is he there in the Hunter stuff? Come on. Yeah.
0: I've laughed my butt off at some of the things Cadgar has said in this expansion. In part because the voice actor, Tony Amendola, is He's absolutely He's so broke. good.
1: He's so good. And but, there's a yeah. lot of those dry delivery lines that are just perfect but i'm sitting here in a hunter class hall campaign and a mage shows up and says i need you to do some stuff for me and they're like yeah this is really important i'm like i'm already doing stuff for the mages give me something huntery to do okay you want me to hunt down some other mages whatever this is dumb and i just didn't really care for it that much and the same thing applies to the rogue and We've already talked about this a lot already on the pre-show, so I don't really want to go into yeah. it again other than to say, I'm not done with the Rogue Class Hall campaign yet. I'm still working on it. I'm not happy with it so far. I hope it resolves to my satisfaction. Um, beyond that, though, we do have news to discuss, so we should probably like yeah, talk about probably, that. Uh, first up, then, let, we'll just talk about this one right in fact. Uh, I think it was last Friday,
0: um, the Oasis map went live from Overwatch. Very yeah, recently.
2: Yes. Um I don't remember if it was Friday, but it was very recently. Uh, my favorite thing out of it was it's the map with the jump pads.
1: Jump yeah. and pads and the somebody, cars that'll run you over. I somebody don't...
2: mashed up that map with the Simpsons clip of Homer getting really excited to buy a trampolines.
0: Yeah yeah
2: and that was probably (laughs) my favorite thing to come out of this
0: i watched a video i even included in the email although i doubted you guys had time to read it i just included it for myself but i watched a video of people like playing it and basically what happened was they discovered the cars would kill you and it becomes quickly becomes almost the benny hill show of people running into cars on the oasis map like it's hilarious and terrifying to watch people come up with ways to kill themselves on the oasis map uh it looks, honestly, it looks really fun. I almost want to start playing Overwatch just to play it. Uh, I watched, I've watched, I think I've watched like six or seven videos on it
1: now. It's a very different kind of map, but it's like yeah. a really cool map. I like it a lot.
0: It, it does, it definitely is. If you're playing Overwatch, you should get in there. Um, get, I know you don't necessarily have a choice for it away, but you know, when you get a chance, get in that map and play
1: it. And the, the jump pad thing, that jump pad mechanic, I hope that they introduce more maps with that mechanic because it is ridiculously fun.
2: Yeah, I think they said, like, Oasis is their, like, test ground for the jump pads, and if people enjoy it and it provides cool gameplay, they'll keep adding them.
1: They should do that. <laughs> they're just, they're oh. fun. The cars, not so much. Although the cars do offer, like, primo amusement factor in videos and things like that. So. Uh,
0: yeah, also this week, um, I feel like we should mention this really fast, just, you know, because there's a big news thing to mention, but apparently the next speculation is that Valeria Sanguinar is the next hero for Heroes of the Storm.
1: Valera. Yeah. Um, there was, there was an oopsie where on, it looked like on the press kit page, somebody pointed it out on Reddit and they said, there's, there's a thing in the press kit with nothing in it that says Valera under heroes of the storm. It's yeah. like Valera really, and it was dated for some time later this month. Um, and Around
2: may- the time that they would be announcing whoever came after Zul'jin, yeah.
1: Right, and there was another one there, too, that said Lunar New Year 2017, which, I mean, they do a Lunar they do a Lunar New Year event every year, so yeah. that shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. It was the Valera thing that had everybody go, wait, we're adding Valera? What? Um,
2: yeah. Um, nothing's been
1: it, said, and obviously that was taken down, so. It's both a surprise and not
2: a surprise, like. People for a long time have wanted, like, a WoW Rogue in Heroes of the Storm. And Valera has kind of become the de facto WoW Rogue.
1: I don't She's, know why.
2: She, well, there aren't any others, really. And she was in the comics, and she had a statue. So it's like, when they're thinking of a rogue, they go to
0: It's either her role. or Garona, really.
2: Yeah. And so and Valera is the rogue hero in Hearthstone and so forth. So, like, if they're going to do a WoW Rogue, it's going to be Valera. And people have wanted Valera. But at the same time, it seems like Heroes of the Storm only wants to add Warcraft assassin characters, which is getting kind of old. Very. Uh, we've had a very long string of them, and the most recent one is Zilgian, who is another Warcraft assassin. And New the one that K, they where's... just
1: released.
2: Yeah. So it's all right. Where's the Starcraft characters? Where's the Diablo characters? Where's and th- where's the support characters or so on? Yeah. It's like, always Warcraft. How about
0: Andariel, guys? If you're gonna and, you know we've got a lot of Diablo characters to add, like all the characters from Diablo, like and Diablo 2, and it's the Diablo anniversary. I
1: mean, come on, guys.
2: Yeah, so the thought is like maybe they're just kind of working through the backlog of Warcraft characters. Because well, I think it, she
1: was on a template somewhere at one point yeah. in time where people were like, "Yeah, she's one of the ones that they're planning on take on bringing right. in," and then they From didn't do back. it. Yeah. Same
2: with like Varian and Zuljin. With Zul'jin, you know, yeah, they were all, all on that like alpha Blizzard Dota. Here's all of our characters thing. It, it was Varian and Zuljin and. So they were in the works for a very long time and hadn't released, but now they both came out pretty recently, and now here's Valera. So maybe they're just getting that backlog out of the way? Who knows?
0: I gotta say that, you know, I, I've waxed and waned in Valeria as a character. Valera, sorry. Mainly because I, I my first exposure to her was the WoW comics, and, you know, they, they were they, those were interesting, story-wise.
1: They were comics, <laughs> all right.
2: quote-unquote they sure yeah. were comic books <laughs>
1: someone uh spend in the ch- chat channel says what about van cleef he'd be awesome and yeah edwin van cleef
0: no man yeah. if we're putting a van cleef in this game we know which van cleef it has to be
1: okay but the thing is is like Ooh, edwin isn't the- even in edwin isn't even in world of warcraft anymore so wouldn't it make sense for him to just pop up in the nexus
0: you know Uh, generally
2: speaking lost
0: vikings that totally have both hit edwin and vanessa the only time they tag team rogues and they finally get to spend some time together aren't daddy (laughs) you were dead i was dead we talking about i was fighting the skies and i don't know whatever let's go
2: do some rogue stuff (laughs) yeah generally speaking they they kind of pick characters that have like transcended a specific game like that's not always the case like lost vikings you know they're just lost Vikings. And some of them have only appeared in one game or whatever. But um, Black if thorn. they're picking, if they're picking like the iconic characters, Valera has certainly appeared in more than WoW. And frankly, at this point, Valera is basically a Hearthstone character, more than a WoW character.
1: Yeah, I guess.
2: She's, she's who every person who plays a rogue deck in Hearthstone plays. Valera is pretty well known.
0: Yep. But, you know, moving on to the the big deal, because it's it's live right now as we record this. And it's Tuesday, which means it came out today. Uh, patch 7.1.5 is out. Um, uh, huge! It's actually a very—they were calling it a, a mini patch and a micro patch back at BlizzCon. And I'm sorry, if this is a mini patch, then the next 7.2 is going to be
1: enormous. Well, here's the thing: it is is from from the standpoint of introducing things into the game, it is fairly small because we've got the micro holidays that are in now. We've got time walking, Mists of Pandaria. That's in now. And we've got what was the third thing? Oh, uh, the Brawler's Guild. The Brawler's Guild is back.
0: Yeah, but it also introduces, besides all that, a ton of class changes.
1: The class changes, yeah. That's not. That's not. I think when they were talking about it in terms of a mini patch, they were talking about mini content, which is what it is. I mean, there's just three little mini include, things that it yeah. added, but it there's a whopping pile things. of class stuff going on. And, yes. and the
0: artif- like, the, there's class changes. There's the artifact knowledge changes. I mean, the, catch up mechanics, there's the changes to, um, how, Oh Lordy, I had just had this in my head too, because it's a big deal. And I can, I can't remember what I was going to say, but it, we'll talk about artifact knowledge at least like the artifact knowledge, catch up thing. That's, that's huge. Um, that's a big change and it's a lot of this stuff is actually oh your uh, how your order hall research works has been greatly shortened yeah they changed how stats on gear work um, to basically emphasize your primary stats over your secondary stats so you know stuff like crit and haste and so forth have been like they how how much of them it takes for a point in, in a stat has been changed so that you know higher eye level gear will have more room to grow. And they've chucked a whole bunch of new legendaries in, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They changed. They changed the, the legendaries we already had. A lot of those got changed, and then they threw in a bunch more. Uh, and they're all nine ten, but that's been they've been nine ten for a while. That's not so. Yeah, it's it is a it's a big patch, and yet you're right. You you're totally right in that there isn't a ton of content in it.
2: Yeah, I think it's just that's the changes
0: the, are substantial.
2: Yeah, I think that's the only thing that like sets a micro patch apart from like a real patches. It doesn't have any dungeons and raids a major patch is going to have a raid or something like that, and this one doesn't have one, and that's probably their only determining factor.
0: Yeah, I, I don't... It really is just... It was like a lot to go through. I still haven't finished. I was reading over the changes to Warriors last night, thinking, you know, I wish I'd had these patch notes a week ago. Um, because there's, like... If you tank on a Warrior, they have made significant changes. Uh, revenge is totally different. It doesn't work the same way at all anymore. It's not a Rage generator. It's a Rage dump now. And they got rid of... That whole weird mechanic where you had to, like, hit, you know, hit your, um, I can't remember the name of that stupid ability. I'm sorry, that's why they took it out, because the ability was terrible. Um, but you had to, like, basically hit that ability before you could hit other abilities to do any damage as a tank. That's all gone. Uh, they've changed that around substantially. So,
2: I would uh, The thing that would... made that annoying, like, shink sound every time you pushed it? Yes. Yeah, I don't know what it's called either, but it was a nuisance.
0: It, it. No one, no one who played a warrior is sad that thing's gone. But it is a pretty drastic change. My death knight, the blood de- DKs were substantially reworked, and my my beast mastery hunter is literally crying in joy because barrage they got a huge damage buff for Beastmastery, mastery, and I can just fire it whenever I want. Yep. It doesn't, it doesn't have a target. I'm looking anymore.
1: forward to that on the leveling stream. Um, micro holidays, micro holidays are in. Our first one is I believe the 21st the call of the scarab which is like the encourage anniversary event and that goes from the 21st through the 23rd so it's just a weekend long thing um but it's basically like a recreation of that and then i believe on the 31st the tavern crawl event is in um which is basically you join the tavern crawl (laughs) It's like doing a tavern pub,
0: a pub crawl in real life.
1: Yeah. I have a
2: quick question about barrage. Sure. sure. it doesn't require a target. It's a channeled ability, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Could you theoretically hit barrage and just spin in a circle? Yes. Probably,
1: yeah.
0: Oh,
2: I, I can tell you straight <laughs> up. You can do that. <laughs> but the thing is, is, barrage doesn't fire
0: if there's nothing to hit. Right. If you're standing there and okay. you hit barrage and you're not hitting anything, it just you, nothing happens. Yeah, if there's nothing
1: but, there so if you spin
0: if you spin and there's nothing to shoot nothing will happen but if you're Mm. in a room full of mobs and they're all in range and you hit barrage and do a
1: twirly yeah you're gonna hit everything oh boy pretty great
2: (laughs) i look forward to seeing this someday
1: Uh huh. (laughs) so yeah uh mini holidays are in uh miss of pandaria time walking i believe it's not this week but next week no next week is wrath time walking i think miss of pandaria time walking it it's added to the role of time walking events that are already there. For a while, yeah. yeah, but I don't think it actually comes out for a while yet. And then, of course, you know, Brawler's Guild. Hey, it's open. Go do it. <laughs> There's a bunch of new stuff associated with the Brawler's Guild, so that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, there. One thing we, we covered one thing briefly the Overwatch thing, which is basically just mobs in the Brawler's Guild that are based on Overwatch characters. There, it's not anything new.
1: Yeah, one of the new bosses I believe is just a seagull. Yeah, well,
0: they know what they're doing. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he's just a seagull. We, and... were, um, we were killing the, you know, the falcosaur mobs the other day. I was killing Falcosaur's and I hit um, Warwind and there was a bunch of seagulls nearby. Oh, no. It, it actually <laughs> turned into a squalling mass of death as the seagulls all aggroed me. And I was like, oh, God. So, yeah, the, the seagull so, is the scariest boss in this the expansion. The
1: seagull has, like, two abilities. One of them is Blinding Peck and the other one is Fury of Goldon. Only it's G U L L, Gull. Yeah. Guldan, Guldan. Yeah. Anyway. Um,
2: um because I'm in game for streaming purposes, I popped open the calendar real quick, and it looks like the first Pandaria time walking is March 7th. So it's a ways out.
1: Okay, it's a ways out. It's there. It's just it's gonna be a while. Um, but yeah, there's a whole bunch of new bosses and things like that that you can fight, and there are rumbles I believe that you can do too. There's a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of new stuff available with the Brawler's Guild. So if you missed that content, you should definitely go check it out because it's not the same old, same old. They, they've actually added cool new stuff to it.
0: Yeah, they revamped it pretty extensively. Mm-hmm.
1: Which I'm uh, happy about. I, a- I always liked that. That was, like, that was what I did at the end of Missa Pandaria. Was I just hung out in the Brawler's Guild pretty much all day. <laughs>
0: there's like i'm going to mention this really fast cuz it's a quick thing there's a they changed the pre-made group thing so you can use it from the quest tracker oh yeah and you can make the the things that they've added that i know about um is there's supposedly an option where you can make a group that's only visible to your friends and guildmates um oh, cool. and friends and, and it's friends and, guild, and guildmates of people in the group so if you like if you and some other person are in this group together only the friends of you and the friends of them can see it so it's there's that option there's one where you can basically look for groups that need your role, um, you know, sort them to the top. So if you're looking, if you're a, a prot warrior out doing proc questing for whatever reason, and you can look and say, oh, okay, they need a tank, you know, that's there and that's interesting. And uh, you also get a more descriptive message when you are, you know, declined. Apparently, I don't know what that means. Uh, I, I guess it says, sorry, you know, we don't need a tank or whatever. I I I don't know what this is, but. The thing on the patch notes is literally: you will receive a more descriptive message when you are declined when attempting to join a group that is full. So I guess yeah, it just tells. Uh oh, it's...
1: it's full, along with the um, the wah wah sound from Price Is Right that plays. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah, that's. That's not what happens. We don't know what happens. We haven't done it yet.
0: <laughs> but that that's so there's that
1: too. There's a lot. There is a lot
0: to look at in this patch. I mean, you definitely should check it out um see what what's changed in your class and what hasn't they've added new talents even in some cases so okay uh we'll, we'll look at some emails but first
2: alex sure if you enjoy our podcast you should check out loot crate at loot bw we have this month's crate and what did we get this month
1: we got a whole mess of stuff i think the thing that i really enjoyed the most was the book that came with it it's a book of like action figures posed in- correct Uh, and the photography it's called figure fantasy the pop culture photography of daniel picard no relation to captain picard anyway so yeah what what picard does is he takes his action figures and he actually sets them up and poses them in kind of real world situations and then takes these incredibly detailed photos so it's like a coffee table book but it's a really cool book i love it when they add books to these loot crate things um one of the other things that you did get with this or well with Last month's crate. Anyway, um, the theme was Revolution because Assassin's Creed, the film, just came out. Right. And the loot, bu- the loot pin that you got was an Assassin's Creed pin, and it came with a code. And when you go to the website and you enter the code, it gives you an excerpt from the Assassin's Creed novel that came out in conjunction with with the film and that novel was written by christy golden who we know
2: <laughs> yeah
1: from i don't know how many warcraft books anyway so it's it's not the full novel it's just an excerpt but it's enough to you know get anybody interested in it and yeah. it's more reading f- material which I, I appreciate
2: more importantly it came with an assassin's creed funko which joined my collection of funko's on my bookshelf it wasn't uh,
1: just a funko it was a loot crate exclusive because he's kneeling
2: yeah um I think the pose uh, doesn't lend itself well to balance, but if you finagle it, he stands just fine.
1: He's so cool looking though. He's super cool looking. Anyway, next month's crate. Uh, January's theme is Origins, and that includes awesome and exclusive items from your old school favorites, including Superman, Captain America, Mario, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You get a monthly T-shirt with every Loot Crate. There's always a T-shirt in it, and you get a pin every month as well. And like I said, the pin always has a code on it, so you get something good. You don't know what it's going to be until it arrives at your front door.
2: You can get that at lootcrate.com slash BW. Enter the code BW, get $3 off in new subscription. And Loot Crate also has this: a standard loot crate. They have LootWare if you just want to check out their clothes. They have loot pets if you want a geeky cat or something. I don't know. Can cats be geeks? Sure. Uh, loot not? Cr-
0: My cat is, so I'm going with it.
2: <laughs> uh, loot Crate DX if you're not satisfied with just getting some stuff, you want lots of stuff, they have options. So lootcrate.com slash BW. Use the code BW three dollars off new subscription. Do it. Right.
0: Thank you, Alex. Uh, as is the case whenever we do emails, please send the emails to podcast at blizzardwatch uh, If you can put you know podcast or Blizzard Watch in the title, that'd be really useful because that way we can sort it out from the Lord Watch podcast. That helps us. And uh, you guys have been doing really good about keeping them short, so I'm not going to belabor it, but you know, thanks on that. When you keep them short and concise, we can get to more of them, hopefully. So that's really useful. Plus, Anne has to read these things, and it's always helpful that she can you know read them quickly and get on to the next one. Uh, we all appreciate it. I'm Al, and now, will be reading them, so thank you. And Anne?
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I don't do audiobooks for a living, so there's a limit to how much I want to read on air at one point in time. Anyway, our first email, it doesn't actually have a name attached, which I was sad about, but that's okay, because the question's absolutely fascinating. It's Uh, I'm sorry. It's Uh, Alessander? Yeah, it's Alessander. Okay, so Alessander says, you talked about Horde leaders. What I want to know is, where is Magatha Grim Totem, and what is she planning? Last scene, she was given a powerful artifact, but that was what? Cataclysm? We know she likes to use poison, and I think she and Sylvanas would get along. I don't know where she's at, and that's one of those little leftover cataclysm questions that I'm still waiting to be answered, you know? oh yeah i would love to see magatha again do you have any ideas Well,
0: i mean i don't have any actual ideas where she is i have ideas where i'd love to see her come in i think this email is dead on that she and sylvanas would probably get along uh in fact i think she and sylvanas did get along at least even if they never directly worked together sylvanas obviously sent emissaries to thunder totem that worked that side thunder uh Bluff, bluff that worked with magatha because it was the grim totem who were like yeah those undead guys we like them it was you know magatha was the one who first pushed to have the forsaken you know brought into the horde in the first place she's the one that you know kind of i wouldn't say talked cairn uh, into it but she it was because she was pushing for it that cairn said yeah hamul
1: what do you think and Hummel was like her got- her whole thing was we could maybe cure these guys We could maybe make them better again. We should totally work with them because we could maybe make them better again. And Karen was like, yeah, you know, that's not so bad. We should be, you know, nice or whatever. And that wasn't why she wanted to work with the Forsaken. No, no, not at all. No, She wanted to work with them because she saw that they were doing all kinds of cool and interesting things with poisons and terrible stuff. And she wanted more of that. And now that she's out with
0: Bane, and especially now that, you know, Bane is no longer best buddies with the warchief because now the warchief is sylvanas yeah i would i could see megatha basically showing up in a kind of covert role in in undercity like not they wouldn't talk about it or you know they make a big deal out of it but i could definitely see like you know her as a sort of advisor or something see, it would be interesting
2: i feel like their potential working relationship disintegrated when sylvanas became warchief because she's Cause not Mag- needed anymore right because megatha seems like someone she wants to crawl to the top and she and Sylvanas both wanted that. So at the time, like kind of collaborating, kind of not like that work. They both wanted to grab more power. Now Sylvanas is in charge. She doesn't want people like Megathar around. Having somebody like Megathar around is a liability. That's a threat to her now because she's the one in charge.
0: It depends entirely on, on what she's trying to do, because if just holding on to temporal power is her goal, then you're right. But we know she was after more than just temporal power. She, yes. wanted, a,
1: she wanted a way to make more undead. Okay, but here's, here's my deal, right? When you go and find her, it's like, ah, where is she at? She's out in Thousand Needles, right? Yeah. She has and she's, she's looking thousand. for this artifact, and she gets it. And this artifact, it's called the Doomstone, and it's basically capable of absorbing and amplifying elemental power. So I fully expected to see her as part of the Shaman class hall quest chain. Because I figured that would be the logical place for her to show up with an artifact like that in her hands. Um, And she never showed up. So, yeah, I don't know how interested she would actually be with working with Sylvanas at this point. Sylvanas, I don't think that Sylvanas really wants to turn on the rest of the Horde. She wants to, you know, keep them close by and maybe make them kind of devoted to her so that they won't turn against her and she can keep doing whatever it is she wants to be doing. And working with Magatha doesn't fall into that whole scheme of things. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that she'd be want to be working with Magatha at all. I don't think Sylvanas would. I, I just basically, like I've said before, it,
0: I think you're both right in terms of what her goals are. If, if she's just out at, to keep the, to hoard it, you know, in her pocket, then yeah, I can say what you're saying. But yeah, if she's going for something bigger, I can see her totally, you know, this is the one woman who turned Like at one point said to a guy, oh, yeah, we totally won't use the plague. We're not going to use the plague. Of course we're going to use the plague. You know, she's totally willing to do things that are like way out there.
1: Yeah, but I just I don't see her working with Magatha. If anything, I see Magatha and the Doomstone and its little elemental powers or whatever, maybe aligning with Azshara, maybe aligning with the old gods, maybe next expansion. I don't know.
0: I don't know either, but one of the things for sure, what would you lo- What I would love to see is there are other torn races out there. Oh, absolutely. And Magatha, it would be fun if Magatha went on kind of a reverse pilgrimage where she went around to all these different <laughs> torn people and gathered an army of malcontents like, you know, Tonka who were upset that they, you know, could join the Horde and then the Horde didn't really...
1: You know what? You she know- would totally fit in with the Tonka too, because the Tonka yeah. weren't really so much about mm, being friends and lovey-dovey with the elements as they were, you know surviving them maybe conquering them a little yeah, that's where dark that's shamanism a bit comes like, from um, right
2: wasn't the original concept for before they went all iron horde didn't they talk about they're going like mongrel horde yes like garrosh yeah. was going to gather up like the kobolds or the gnolls and like yes. make an army out of the lesser peoples
1: yes yeah but i don't with... think that magatha would stoop so low but i think that she would no, but... yeah totally She's... go to the tonka and go She's a, hey yeah. you know that thing that you guys miss i have this rock here and this rock will help us do exactly what you'd like to be doing. And it's not just them. The Yongol are, like, nutty
0: fire worshippers. Oh, man. Fire yeah. Is the, fire is the only element that k- kept them alive when they were, like, stuck on the planes with, you know, the, between the Pandaren on one side. How am I if the got her
1: back? Let's, yeah, let's do it. Let's see it. <laughs>
0: plus, plus, the other thing that gets me is the Yongol are the oldest torrent offshoot. The torrent yeah. are actually an offshoot of them. And there's... We we've only got like when we went to Pandaria we only saw like the the four the the August Celestials from the perspective of the immediate threat that they had to deal with so we we you know we only know them through that and we don't really know you know what what are they like when they're not dealing with that sort of thing and I'd love to see more of you know especially you know them how would Magatha deal with them could she like work with them or could she like you know get we, we killed off the guy who was there, the fire elemental lord of the Yongol, Ordos. He's dead. So there's a whole lot of Yongol who like you know don't have a leader anymore, even though he doesn't ever drop his freaking shoulders. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's a lot to go on there. You can have Magatha do a lot. Uh, so yeah, I would love to see her come back. What about
1: you, Alex? Any feelings?
2: Uh, I mean, as someone who hasn't played a lot of Horde... I don't have very strong feelings about Magatha in general. The Alliance never really saw her in anything at all. Uh, I knew she existed. I know what she's done. I have no personal attachment to her. She never entered Alliance stories at all. I don't think she's ever appeared to the Alliance once, honestly. She actually.
1: hasn't. The Grim Totem have, because they were out there in Dustwallow Marsh. but Yeah. And they, there actually is a quest
0: in Stone Talon where the Alliance teams up with the Grim Totem after they try to kill Bane. The alliance is like literally like, well, uh, the horde are fighting these guys, so why don't we give them some weapons? Yeah, so, you, you I totally forgot armed, about that one. Yeah, you arm the Grim Totem, and then the Grim Totem are like wandering around with big Alliance two-hand swords, whacking people, and you're like, this this won't turn around and bite us in the butt. No, I feel good <laughs> about this decision that we have made this day.
2: Yeah, so I know enough to know that she exists. I have no personal attachment to her. If she's a character that horde players are like super stoked about, I have no problem with her coming back. Just what I know about her and what I know about Sylvanas, it seems like their situation has changed and Sylvanas uh, would not allow that kind of threat to be in her vicinity.
0: Which, if you think of it that way, would make another good reason for Magatha to come back. Because we we need an antagonist for Sylvanas at this point. If you want to keep Sylvanas as Warchief and you want to keep her as somewhat sympathetic, you need somebody who come along and do all the stuff Sylvanas used to do and be a threat. You know, and the best part would be imagine how mad Sylvanas would be at somebody out Sylvanasing her. What do you yeah. mean there's somebody out there suborning everyone and poisoning everyone and being e- eviler than me?
2: That's and it's, my a job. Weird, it's a weird cow person. That's ridiculous.
1: Torn are subtle. <laughs> okay, so our next email is from Orkchop who says Hello, watchers. If you could design a micro holiday, what would you have the residents of Azeroth celebrate? Thanks for the awesome show, and everyone should support you on Patreon. Orkchop. Thanks, Ork Chop. We agree. We do agree. All right. So micro holidays. Obviously, they just came out. There's a whole mess of them that just came out. What would you guys add if you could add a micro holiday?
2: Spring cleaning. We have to go back to our garrison and uh, sweep up like the leaves and sweep the sidewalks. Commander, and...
0: Where have you been? It's been so boring here. Can we go back to Azeroth? No, stay here. Let's no, rush...
2: uh, just hold down the fort. Let's let's tidy up a bit. You guys are still here for a while yet. That's my spring would... cleaning.
0: Uh, I don't want to rip off Alex too bad, but I want to like gr- take his idea and run with it. Um, you know, let's, you know, let's have veil appreciation day where we go back to the veil. Uh, not the veil. Yeah, no, actually. Yeah. Um, just Pandaria in general, but the, the veil of eternal summer or whatever it was called. Eternal first, blossoms. Yeah. Go back there and fix that up. Cause you know, we left it kind of, kind of blown up.
1: Put it on Arbor day.
0: Yeah. Just, or earth
1: day. Either, either,
0: either one would be appropriate. <laughs> It's like, you know, just let let people do a thing and phase it back to not being destroyed. Like, I, I don't care. Just a couple of quests, and then whenever you go back there, it's it's got trees and stuff again, and it isn't all shot up. I, I would like that. I'm really sick of looking at that place all shot up.
1: That, and then also, um, see, that was my focus, was I want to see stuff in Pandaria. I don't care what it is. I want to see stuff in Pandaria, because I miss Pandaria. I liked Pandaria. And one of the things that... I I wanted to see in Miss of Pandaria and we never got but I wasn't I didn't feel too bad about it because we got so much stuff into that expansion I wanted to see what kind of holidays the Pandaren celebrated because obviously it's not going to be the same thing as the rest of Azeroth
2: you know what I mean I mean it's all going to be based around food though isn't it it's
1: probably probably but there might be like there might be a day where they have I mean they had the one the one little event that you could go to where they were talking about how the turtle came back to the shores um the wanderers festival they had that one which was great because you know it talked about yu yang and you know how he left with the turtle and everything and the wandering isle came back to visit and then it stopped coming back or whatever that was really neat and it was really cool and it was really cultural i would like to see other pandering cultural things like maybe i don't know a celebration of the day that they quashed the whole mogu rebellion thing or or you know when they won, yeah. When when they when they the won, rebels. when they won their independence, you know that should be a holiday. Like all of these little, there there should be these little flavor things for the Pandaren that were never really there. And, dude, you you know those guys are really good at partying. So, <laughs> so can we just have some of their partying? You know, that's all. I just want to see them party. They'd be great at it. I feel yeah, like I could, I could see that. Like it's sort of like the they, dwarves. You expect the dwarves to be really good at partying. Same thing with the Pandaren. You know what's interesting
0: to well, me? Though, like, like thinking about this. Like, one of the interesting things about about this the micro holidays and about even holidays we've seen before is that they tend to be holidays that started with one group. Yeah. And then spread out like the the whole like a lot of the Wicker Man stuff that we get when we did with the the the, the Hollow's End. I want to say that's from the Forsaken. Well, it's not
1: from the Forsaken. It's technically from Lordaeron, but yeah, yeah, same the difference. The ones at this who point. spread it. Yeah. This point. Because it was I, I, it was a Lordaeron thing that they did, and then after the Scourge came through, ripped everything apart, and the Forsaken came back, they I guess they just decided to adopt it again.
0: It was you know, hey, at this point we're perfect for this holiday, aren't we? Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> much our thing. So uh, you know, that guy Jack Skellington, that guy had an idea.
2: It, oh, just right. real quick, because you mentioned you think dwarves would be good at partying. Just personal experience. I live in Milwaukee. Beer, kind of our thing. You would be surprised how dull that kind of party actually is.
1: (laughs) Hey, Brewfest is really fun. (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) it's it's one of the better holidays. Come on.
2: (laughs) It's ultimately just another day at some point. Like, oh, these guys must be great at partying, but they just drink like way too much beer or they start cracking out the nasty stuff because they've just drank so much beer that they just need more of it. And then everybody passes out or is getting rowdy. And it's not really a party. Everybody's a little bit uncomfortable. But Alex,
0: but Alex, one thing, they could have sauerkraut.
2: Yeah, we have that too. And bratwurst, but it doesn't really make it better because it's any other day. It's not really a party. It's just daily life.
0: I'm sorry. Your daily life is packed with awesome
2: sausage. But I'm just saying it's not ev- just because they have the beer isn't evidence that they party. It's just evidence that they're rampant alcoholics and their every day is misery. Okay, That's all but, I'm saying.
1: See, <laughs> <laughs> all I have to say is, if you want to know how dwarves party, all you have to look at is Brewfest. Or you look at the whole wedding shindig thing that they were getting up to over in the Twilight Highlands. I mean, they know how to party.
2: I'm, I'm not, not just say, talking about
1: the booze. I'm just talking about, like, the whole event. They're very well organized, and they know how to throw a shindig together. Maybe
2: it's just my life experience as a dwarf makes me think of all these as very dull. You
1: are so not a dwarf. you got, like a foot and a half on me or something i'm a
0: tall dwarf if you yeah if you look at like the earthen and all that you know the earthen are pretty big for dwarves but they're still pretty much dwarves so
1: okay well um uh, alisunder in the chat channel says alex has clearly not stopped in menethil harbor to listen to the dwarves exchange stories no he has not
2: look i go to Brewfest. i'm just like this was yesterday in my life this is not interesting <laughs>
1: All right, well, moving on, we've got another email here, and this is Gohan from Emerald Dream, who says, hey, guys, I love the podcast. Listen to it every morning at Trader Joe's while I work. Shout out to Bronzebeard Vanguard. Oi, does Sil- doesn't Sylvanas have pieces of Frostborn attached to some of her arrows? If so, what do you think she's saving those arrows for? Thanks, Gohan. I, Based on the Death Knight Frost artifact, no, she doesn't.
0: I Where don't did know that come she... from, exactly? Was that, like, a rumor? There was... Do you, I remember them talking about this. Someone made a joke about how maybe she's take, she took pieces of it and made a necklace. Like, where'd Frostmourne go? Because remember, after the... Uh, right after Wrath, people were, like, like constantly going, hey, What happened to Frostmourne? Where'd Frostmourne go? And someone made a joke about how when Sylvanas was up there, she took the pieces of Frostmourne and made a necklace. Didn't... But I never I'm heard... Just...
2: I could be just remembering these jokes, but I seem to remember that story. Didn't she specifically take some pieces? If you're talking so, about the edge of
1: when, Edge you know, of Night? No, she didn't. Yeah. She does okay. it was gone.
2: Because yeah, I this... seemed to recall that like no. everybody a dozen saw... different parties took pieces of Frostmorn. So no. like Frostmorn is everywhere at this point.
1: No. no, she didn't take that. She she noted that Frostmorn and Arthas' body, like they were gone. They were both taken away somewhere. She didn't know where.
0: And uh, when you do the when you do the Death Knight Frost artifact, basically what ended up happening, and this is a bit of a spoiler if you're ever going to play Death Knight, so be warned, spoilers incoming. But when you do the Frost thing, it's the sword itself when it broke. Everybody that was in it like grabbed a chunk of it and took it down into the actual um, into Ice Crown Citadel. They took it inside the place itself and started like. They were wandering around, guarding the pieces, keeping anyone from getting them and kind of being crazy because they were nuts because they were trapped in a sword that whole time. For for yeah
1: all that so, time. It, it's, you- I feel like I should note here, by the way, that um, if you want to see this stuff, all you have to do is roll like a test character. And you can go ahead and play through all of it. Like you can go get the frost art you can you can see all this stuff. So you should totally go do that when you've got some free time. Yes. Yeah, but when you
0: when you do it, um basically what happened is there's various there's various famous characters who get killed by Frostmourne through in Warcraft three. Um guys like, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember all these like Gavin Gavin Rad the Dire and other pal, famous paladins that aren't this whacked. Yep. They they're straight up there. When you go in to get the pieces of Frostmorn Walking they around. Done. Yeah, they're they're straight up like, you know, they're driven mad by the sword. They they exist only to get vengeance on the living. They can't think straight. They're they're crazy. You you kill your way through them, reclaim all the pieces of the sword, and the frost artifact is frostmorn. It is frostmorn made into two pieces, the two swords. Which to my mind, even I don't like this because when you get your artifact knowledge on your death Knight, and you're looking at the artifact knowledge for these weapons. It just tells you about Frostmourne. So it's like, cause that's Why what did it is. Why didn't you make it
1: into two? Why couldn't you just yeah. make it back into one big blade? Because the yeah. one big blade was the really cool one. Although I guess if they made it into the one big blade, then you would start slurping up all of the souls of the dead that you had just killed. And that'd probably be a bad idea. You're doing that anyway. Are sword you? Acts, is it, sword, it's pretty much the same. sword. are the dual blades like, are they like twin
0: hoovers or it's basically one of them is the, the one that does most of the frost stuff. And the other is the one that does most of the killing stuff.
1: Okay. But so it's... one of them stabs things. And then the other one hoovers. No, they, they both kind of Hoover, but it's they like both one, Hoover. Okay. So it's, it's like on...
2: a, it's like a rug washer where one's where like, it sprays the water and then you draw it back and you suck And you it like,
1: the water. yeah. Okay. That's what <laughs> I wanted to know.
2: <laughs> yeah. At any rate. Yeah. It's, it
0: is. So yeah, it, to answer this question, no, Sylvanas doesn't have any pieces of it. You're, if you're playing a death Knight. You have it. You've got those swords. You've got those two swords. You have every bit of Frostmourne. Okay, then. All right. Uh, so maybe maybe you're doing evil things. I don't. Know. I mean, it would be crazy if you were like you know, going around trying to like resurrect paladins as your servants or something. That'd be
1: nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So our last question. We have time for one more here. So let's go ahead and do that. This one is from Sophie, a human Death Knight. Hey, speaking of which, uh, on Thangermarsh who says, Hi, after doing the Light's Heart quest line four times, I still find myself bothered by Velen's reaction to Rakish's death. Why did we never hear about this son before? Did Velen know he had a son? Where did he think he was? Why would Velen be so concerned about a son he may or may not have known about, more concerned about the well-being of Anaru. It just seems out of character. Thanks, Sophie. And I really wish that I could say Rakish with that, like, the trilled R. the Rakeesh. way Rakish. Rakish. I don't know. Rakeesh. The way that he does it, it gets me every time. I love how he says that name.
2: Anyway. Um, it seems out of character because they failed to establish this aspect of Aelin's character at all. Uh, if he had yeah. any establishment of, like, family or background or anything, we might be more understanding. But it kind of came out of the blue, which made us go, hold up, what? If they had established it, I think his reaction would have made sense. I mean, it's his son. Of course, he would have like a moment of grief and panic and like, oh, God, what are you doing? But I they never I established that. So we we're just like, what?
0: We haven't established a lot. The dude's okay, life is 25,000 years say, long.
1: Um, sure. Back it up here because let's just let's just look at Velen for a minute here. He's lived how long? 25,000 years? Something like... Oh, no, more than that. More than that. He was old. He was
0: old by their standards.
1: Velen is beyond ancient. And his son and whatever family he had, presumably, they were left behind on Argus way back when?
0: Yes? He literally... It says in the quest thing that he had to abandon them.
1: He had to abandon them. And then
0: he assumed they were dead. Because why wouldn't they be?
1: Yeah. So... Twenty five thousand years is a very long time to forget about something like that, particularly when you're a prophet and you're constantly seeing visions of all kinds of different futures and this, that, the other in your head. Like it's a long time to forget about somebody. From a narrative
2: perspective, I just don't think that's a good enough justification to bring something like this out of the blue. I
0: wrote a I wrote a thing a while back for the site called about trauma in Warcraft. And Velen has always been my go-to guy for you can't comprehend this. It's 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 one of those things I think where to a degree we break down or the story breaks down a little bit because it's very hard to think about what it is like to be 30,000 years old and to have 30,000 years of stuff happen to you. Um, I, I agree that they could have done more to let us know Velen had a son. Uh, I'll totally give you that one. But it's really hard to even think about the concept of, he. you know, I don't talk about my mom all, every day. My mom died 20 years ago. I don't bring her up every day. If you met me and knew me for a year, you would not hear about my mom. I just don't talk about her. Uh, it's just not because, you know, she's been dead since 1991, you know, and that's just 20 years. That's not 25,000 years. It, the I, He's not going to talk about his family. Just It's just not going to come up. It's not like he's going to go, you know, he's be talking to Andrew and go, I remember my wife. It's just you don't you know, there's there's a there's an amount of time where
1: you, you don't talk about the people you've lost anymore. Raptor in the chat channel says, for a comparison, human civilization is about eight thousand years old. He lost a son civilizations ago. Yeah. And <laughs> which, yeah, that's apt. Several yeah. civilizations ago.
0: And, and he even says when he's like, he says, I saw this moment and I had no idea what it meant. Who was that guy like he had an when his son was born, he had a vision of this scarred red thing. And it's like before the, the fall, before the Aradar became a thing, there weren't red draenei wandering around like because th- there were no draenei.
1: They were all Aradar and they all kind of looked blue. I mean, you this know? was when he was born, like before the fall of Argus, when he yeah. was born, before Sargeras even showed up. He had this vision and he had so, no idea what it meant.
0: So I, I totally am OK with him being f- freaked out about it. And the death of the Naru had already happened. The Naru died in front of him, and then he realized who had just killed him. And at that point, he was just in damage control mode. Like, he's just like, no, please don't kill my son. And, I mean, I think part of the problem I have with this quest is that I killed the guy so fast that I didn't get the part where Velen... Velen was still in the middle of asking me not to kill him while I was, like, stomping on his throat.
1: Yeah. But that didn't like... happen with my first character, but um, my hunter, yeah, just ripped through that guy. There was there was no point. In no, him don't himself. kill him. No, don't. No. Uh, well, he's already gone. So. Yeah, my
2: feelings were. Um, I saw in my combat log Valen smiting me for pitiful damage and telling me to stop. I'm like, this guy's killing me. <laughs> it's not the other way around. You want this guy to live? Tell him to stop killing me. Until he stops killing me, I'm gonna keep killing him. Don't. Yeah. You're not helping this situation, Valen. You stop killing me too, or else you're also going to die. My involvement is I don't want to be the dead one. And you two are attacking me.
0: Yeah, he didn't even get a chance to attack me. Um, I've yet to even be in a situation where the closest I've come to it is on my Death Knight. On my Death Knight because my Death Knight's blood. So he's like, it's a tank. So I was still fighting him when Velen started losing his mind. But he went down like in the middle of Velen's speech. If you will not stop, I will stop you myself. Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's done. I'm done. Uh, if you want, I can make him get back up. Kind of. Not sure you'll like him. <laughs>
2: that way. You're not <laughs> like them for quite as much. It's gonna be no. smelly. Okay. Um, I, I don't. I don't think. No, I don't think it was out of character. Just we didn't know enough about that aspect of villain's character, and I think that oh, he's twenty-five thousand years old. Like. I don't think that's a good excuse because he could just not be 25,000 years old. You could make a character who's in terms that is understandable and relatable in this kind of thing. Yeah, but that's what so makes you're, sense. Now
0: you suddenly want him to not be 25,000 years after we've already had him be 25,000 years. He's for example. super
1: alien. We just don't understand.
2: Right. So when you create a character who's super alien and you don't make him relatable, then anything that happens to him, you're just kind of going to be like, what? I think it's a flaw in the character itself that these kind of things are going to happen when you're dealing with – it's like, oh, he wouldn't talk about it. It happened 25,000 years ago. Well, so maybe he shouldn't have been alive 25,000 years ago. Then he could talk about it or we could learn about him without having to open a history book of 25,000 years of Draenei's civilization.
0: See, I don't have a problem with, with stories like this having extremely ancient characters because you know, I, I endured Tolkien with his elves all, like, all lived back through the fall of Numenor, or blah, 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 whatever. So I can endure it and other things, but I do think it is very hard to write these characters reacting to trauma in a way that makes sense to us. And I think that's that is a flaw of this kind of story. You're gonna always be like Velen, what what are you doing, dude? I don't understand. Maybe that they should play that up, and you know maybe that's what they're gonna do in the future. Because I do like I do like angry Velen. I like that we've got mad Velen now.
1: So. I want to see more yeah. of angry Velen. Yeah. Royal Payday said, what stopped Velen from getting busy after he left Argus? Love. True love. True space goat love. Sure. I've got a lot to do. Um, His wife was just, you know, the only one for him. It's only been 15,000
2: years. I know every, like, I'm going to, just for a moment, I'm going to get a little religious. I was raised Catholic. The idea of a priest having kids is really disturbing to me. But I think if like if you were a Lutheran or whatever is it Lutheran? I don't know. That probably wouldn't be as much of a problem. But the thought to me is just like horrible. Most so Valen having mother. kids. That's really after becoming a prophet is problematic to
1: me. Okay, well that's that's weird.
0: That's religion specific. You know I'm Catholic. I even went to seminary. So... Yeah,
1: that that's yeah. that that's must be just stuff. like a specific thing. Might be a Catholic. I'm thing. like it doesn't really bother me at all. He's a dude, leader dude, leader dude had kids.
2: You're you're a priest. You don't get to do that. <laughs> Valen's not Catholic, but still, that's what I up He's with. a space
1: goat. He's not <laughs> Catholic. No, I totally am. All right, that wraps us up for emails. And wraps us up for the show blizzard watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzard watch and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow blizzard watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast the better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue and an ads free site experience and again if you'd like to support the show please check out loot crate sign up their uh january's theme is origins and includes loot from superman captain america mario teenage mutant ninja turtles including a monthly t-shirt you can sign up by going to lootcrate.com bw enter the code bw and save three dollars off on any new subscription thank you very much and uh, again if you have an
0: email please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com this has been the blizzard watch podcast thank you guys for listening and we will be here next week